Hello and welcome to episode 796 of the Our Lady of Fatima podcast. It is my pleasure to be with you this morning. My name is Terence M. Stanton. We're recording on Tuesday, February 6, 2024, in the year of our Lord Jesus Christ. Let us begin with the Tuesday prayer to the Blessed Virgin Mary to obtain a good death by St. Alphonsus Liguri. O Mary, how shall I die, even now that I think of my sins? and of that decisive moment on which my salvation or eternal damnation depends, of that moment in which I must expire and be judged, I tremble and am confounded. O my most sweet mother, my hopes are in the blood of Jesus Christ and in thy intercession. O comfortress of the afflicted, do not then abandon me. Cease not to console me in that moment of so great affliction. If I am now so tormented by remorse for sins committed, the uncertainty of pardon, the danger of relapse, and the rigor of divine justice— what will become of me then? Unless thou helpest me, I shall be lost. Ah, my lady, before death, obtain me great sorrow for my sins, thorough amendment, and fidelity to God during the remainder of my life. And when my last moment arrives, O Mary, my hope, help me in the great distress in which I shall then be. Encourage me that I may not despair at the sight of my sins, which the devil will place before me. Obtain that I may then invoke thee more frequently, so that I may expire with thy most sweet name and that of thy beloved son on my lips. Nay more, my lady, but forgive my boldness before I expire and do thou come thyself. Excuse me, before I expire, do thou come thyself and comfort me with thy presence. Thou hast granted this favor to so many of thy devout servants. I also desire and hope it. I am a sinner, it is true. I do not deserve so great a favor. But I am thy servant, love thee, and have full confidence in thee. O Mary, I shall expect thee. Do not disappoint me of this consolation. At least if I am not worthy of so great a favor, do thou help me from heaven, that I may leave this life loving God in thee to love thee eternally in paradise. Today, friends, we're taking a look at Meditations for Lent once again by St. Thomas Aquinas, published by Sheed and Ward back in 1937. This is Tuesday after Sexagesima, the remembrance of our Lord's passion. We begin with Hebrews 12, verse 3. Think diligently upon him that endured such opposition from sinners against himself, that you be not wearied, fainting in your minds. <clears throat> Number one, we are advised to think diligently, that is, to think upon him over and over again. In all thy ways, says Holy Scripture, think upon him. Proverbs 3, verse 6. The reason for which is that no matter what anxiety may befall us, we have a remedy in the cross. For there we find obedience to God. He humbled himself, becoming obedient, says St. Paul, Philippians 2, verse 8. Likewise, we find a loving forethought for those akin to him, shown in the care he had when upon the very cross for his mother. We find, too, charity for his fellows, for on the cross he prayed for sinners. Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. Luke 23, verse 34. He showed us also patience in suffering. I was dumb and was humbled and kept silence from good things, and my sorrow was renewed. 
Psalm 38, verse 3. Finally, he showed in all things a perseverance to the end, for he persevered until death itself. Father, into thy hands I commend my spirit. Luke 23, verse 46. So on the cross we find an example of all the virtues. As St. Augustine says, the cross was not only the gallows where our Lord suffered in patience, it was a pulpit from which he taught mankind. Number two, but what is it that we are to think over and over again? Three things. One, the kind of passion it was. He endured opposition, that is, suffering from spoken words. For instance, they said, Va, thou that destroyest the temple of God. Matthew 27, verse 40. It is said in the Psalms, in Psalm 17, verse 44, Thou wilt deliver me from the contradictions of the people. And it was foretold that our Lord should be a sign which shall be contradicted. Luke 2, 34. St. Paul in the text says such opposition, meaning so grievous and so humiliating an opposition. A wall ye that pass by the way attend and see if there be any sorrow like unto my sorrow. Lamentations 1 verse 12. Two. From whom he suffered the passion? It was from sinners, from those for whom he was suffering. Christ died once for our sins, the just for the unjust. 1 Peter 3, verse 18. 3. Who it was that suffered? Before the passion, from the beginning of the world, he had suffered in his members. But in the passion, he suffered in his own person. Whence the words, against himself. Who his own self, says St. Peter in 1 Peter 2, 24, bore our sins in his body upon the tree. 3. To think diligently upon our Lord's passion is a very profitable employment, which is why St. Paul adds that you be not wearied fainting in your minds. The passion of Christ keeps us from fainting. St. Gregory says, if we recall the passion of Christ, nothing seems so hard that it cannot be borne with equanimity. You will not then fail, worn out in spirit, in loyalty to the true faith, nor in the prosecution of good works. St. Paul, again, gives a reason for our courageous perseverance when he says in the following verse, you have not yet resisted unto blood, Hebrews 12, 4. As though he said, you must not faint at these anxieties your own troubles cause you. You have not yet borne as much as Christ, for he indeed shed his blood for us. So ends St. Thomas's meditation for the Tuesday after Sexagesima. So there's literally nothing, friends, that should trouble us. Do good and avoid evil. Acquire virtue. Develop virtuous habits. The younger we do that, the better. And avoid vicious habits. I might have mentioned this before. There was a 
priest from the Society of St. Pius X. I was listening to uh, a podcast of sermons from the SSPX. And he talked about the five things that take away people's peace, and we need to avoid them. They are as follows. Worry, anxiety, regret, fear, sadness. I'll repeat that. Worry, anxiety, regret, fear, sadness. We need to stay away from those things and put our focus on our Lord Jesus Christ. Put our focus on his passion, his death, and his resurrection. Think about the suffering that he endured for us. He endured the weight of every sin ever committed by everybody. He who was perfect, he who was sinless. And think about what Our Lady went through for us. She is the Immaculata. She is the one who was conceived without sin. Think of all that our Lord and Our Lady do for us and St. Joseph and all the angels and saints. And then be silent the next time you want to complain. We have absolutely nothing to complain about. We have no right to exist. We only exist because our Lord wanted to show forth his glory, his beauty, his perfection. He wanted to share himself with us. He doesn't need us. We need him. We're contingent beings. We need God. And isn't it amazing that we have such a beautiful and a loving God who loved us into existence? But it certainly is not necessary that we be here, but it most definitely is necessary that he exists and holds us into existence at every moment. Praise be Jesus Christ. So let us focus on the cross today. Let us focus on everything that our Lord did for us. And let us tell him over and over again, Jesus, I love you. Jesus, I trust in you. Jesus, thank you for all you've done for me and all you continue to do for me. Let us conclude, friends, by once again mentioning Helping Autism Through Learning and Outreach, available on the web at halo-soma.org. That's H-A-L-O hyphen S-O-M-A Dot org. Also, please tune in to episodes 277 and 548 of the Our Lady of Fatima podcast. Spread them far and wide. Those episodes have to do with RPM. That is an acronym for Rapid Prompting Method, a system of communication for non-speakers. Before my niece was about eight years old, we didn't even know her favorite color. Now we know she's a comprehensive genius who can write music, poetry, very skilled in regards to mathematics, foreign languages. She has a bunch of gifts and talents that we knew nothing about prior to breaking through to open communication via her hard work, the hard work of her family, and of course, God's grace working through it all. This has been as big of a breakthrough in terms of being able to communicate for non-speakers as sign language was for the deaf. We can also point to Braille in terms of being able to read For the blind, it's that massive, but you can't use a tool unless you know about it. So please get the word out there because communication is a human right. Imagine how sad and frustrated you would be 
if you were unable to communicate, it's like being locked inside of a jail cell and you can't get out. Imagine not being able to tell your family what you want for breakfast, let alone what your hopes and dreams for the future are. No one should have to live that way. And I'm pleased to say I've been in touch with many non-speakers who've broken through to open communication via RPM. And there's some of the most intelligent, compassionate, and kind folk you could ever meet in your life. So once again, please spread that website and those episodes of Our Ladies Podcast. May God richly bless you for doing so. And thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Our Lady of Fatima podcast. Please say an Ave Maria for yours truly. And I will talk to you again very soon. Goodbye and God love you.